Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast, a place where you can learn about electric bikes, tips about not only the bikes themselves, but about how to use them, how to have more fun with them. Uh, I teach you about, you know, new products that are coming out on the market. And today, I want to talk about one of the most common questions that I get, and that's about how to transport your e-bike. So all the time we're getting emails and phone calls from people who say, I want to buy one of your bikes, but I want to take it on vacation. I want to take it on a trip. What sort of bike rack should I get? How do I store it? How do I bring it with me? So let's dive into that and have some more fun with another Bolton e-bikes podcast episode. So I have 10 tips for you to kind of help and guide you through the process of how to transport your electric bike. Now, all bikes are slightly different. There's not one way that is just the perfect best way. But I want to teach you these 10 things. That way you can have some information to make the best decision for you and the bike type of bike that you either have or you plan on getting. Now, most of Bolton e-bikes models are fat tire bikes. And basically all e-bikes are heavier than just regular plain bicycles. So those are two things that can be a little tricky when you're trying to find a bike rack or a carrier for the back of your vehicle. And I want to start there. Don't worry if you're not going to get a a rack or a carrier that goes on the back of your car. There are other options, so we'll get into those in a minute. But I want to start with that because that's probably the most common thing people are asking are there bike racks that exist for electric fat bikes? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. Say five, six years ago, the answer might have been no, or there's very limited options. And slowly what started to happen is some of the existing rack manufacturers saw, hey, there's a need for this. They need fat tires. So they introduced adapters and things that could fit the tires, but they didn't always handle the extra weight of an electric bike. So you have to be mindful of those two things. And then eventually people just started coming out with bike racks that can handle not only the weight, but also the size of the tires. So thankfully there are many, many options on the market today. Now at the end of 2020 here, the availability like bicycles is a bit sparse. So even though there's a bunch of racks on the market, not many of those might actually be in stock. So that's something to be aware of right now. If you're looking for a bike rack or you're looking for an e-bike, you might want to do your due diligence and make sure you can find something before you have that big trip planned because availability is a little bit tighter than usual. Hopefully early next year, that'll kind of go back to normal a little bit easier to get them. But make sure that you find a bike rack that's rated for the weight of your bike and for whatever type of tires that you have. And I say tires because most e-bike type racks, they are designed such that the tires are what's being held by the rack itself. So you kind of set the two wheels into the rack. That means the rack sits lower to the ground. It's a little easier to get it on and off. And with e-bikes, often in the center triangle, which is where older styles of racks used to hold bikes, and I have one like that for my car still, those don't always work because sometimes there's a battery there or there's a battery box there or just because of the e-bike design, it's a little bit different. So I usually go for the type that have basically a cradle, if you will, 
on the bottom of the rack. That's where the tires go, and it kind of clamps onto that in some way. And there's a whole wide variety of ways for that clamp to actually work. But number one, most important thing, make sure that whatever rack you buy, it can hold the weight and ideally the type of tire that you have. Now, number two on this list, some of you may have seen the bike racks that have these like nylon straps and they, they clip onto the top of the back of your hatch on your car or, or the seam of one of the doors and kind of clamp onto the bottom with these straps. Personally, I have not seen any of those that are designed for the weight of an e-bike. Great for lighter bikes, for road bikes, that sort of thing, but I personally would not recommend that. And I would go for what's called a receiver-mounted rack. And a receiver is the square hitch part of the rear of the vehicle where you'd normally hook up a trailer or, or something like that or some other kind of cargo rack, something like that. And if your car doesn't have one of those, they are usually pretty easy to install. I have right now, for example, in the parking lot, a Toyota Prius. That may not be the ideal bike hauling car that comes to mind when I say I'm hauling, you know, electric fat bikes around. But honestly, it works great. I think the receiver for that one was less than a couple hundred bucks. And there was literally four bolts to mount that onto the car. It wasn't terribly complicated at all. So if your car doesn't have one, there are lots of options for receivers that will fit your car. And odds are there's probably a local place. I've heard of a lot of people using U-Haul. That's actually, funny enough, a, a popular spot because they rent trailers and things. They want you to have a receiver. So that's one place that I've heard of people going to have them purchased and installed. Uh, any sort of aftermarket auto type place should be able to do it as well. But if you want to do it yourself and you're that type, uh, like I said, they're typically it's just a matter of four bolts. Sometimes there might be a, uh, a rear bumper bodywork or some sort of piece you have to loosen or adjust to get it on there. But on most vehicles, they're designed for it and it's something easy to do. So I would highly recommend number two on this list, a receiver mounted bike rack if that's how you are going to haul your bike. Now let's jump to number three. Let's say you've got a bike rack, you are ready to put the bike on. Number one thing I always tell everyone, I tell people this when they're here at the shop pick, picking up their bike for the first time, you know, if I'm on the phone, I recommend, highly recommend removing your battery before loading it onto the rack. And there are two very good reasons for this. Number one, batteries for electric bikes typically weigh around 10 pounds or so. So if you have an e-bike that weighs somewhere between just general vague market weights, I see anywhere from 50 pounds on the light end up to 90 pounds on, on the absolute heavier end. If you can remove 10 pounds or more from your bike when you're lifting that much weight, it just makes it easier to load. So remove the battery just to make it easier. And reason number two to remove the battery is probably even more critical, and that is to prevent a theft situation or just lost. <laughs> and and what you might think, well, how are you going to lose the battery? It's on the bike. I unfortunately have seen this happen to one of our customers, and I actually told people to do this well before this. Unfortunately, uh, in this one case, it's not something that was done. But let's say you put your battery on and you didn't fully click it into place. 
or you forgot to lock it back on and you hit a bump or a pothole, you go over some train tracks, something down the road and your battery flies off. There's a good chance you're not going to see that happen. And there's a good chance you're not going to know where that battery went or be able to recover it. And that is really, really going to ruin your bike ride. If you load up your bikes, take the time to drive an hour to a nice trail or park or something, go to use your electric bike, and there's no battery on the bike when you get there. Even though most batteries are very sturdy, they stay on very well, I just like to be extra cautious. And I recommend for those two reasons, removing your battery. One, saves some weight, makes it easier to load. And number two, it just prevents you from losing it. Or like I said, possible theft. If you park somewhere for a few minutes, you know, in the unlikely scenario, somebody just randomly steals the battery on your bike rack. Well, at least you just don't have to worry about that at that point. So that's tip number three, remove the battery. Now, number four, we're kind of jumping back to the receiver question. And I kind of addressed this a little bit, but I still have people that ask this. So I want to make sure to reiterate this. So we're going to make it its own item. Number four, does this work on a small car? And like I said, most cars are designed for a receiver. Like I said, I have a Prius that I usually use for hauling my bikes around. I once did a presentation somewhat locally on electric bikes, and I wanted to bring a bunch of e-bikes with me. And one of the people that was attending said, oh, I just have a Prius. Is there any way I can bring my e-bikes with me? And I had nine electric bikes there at this presentation, and I was happy that I was able to say, yes, absolutely. I have nine bicycles here, and I brought all of these in one trip with my Prius. Now, that took a little bit of planning and coordination. You know, I had folding bikes in the front seat, in the back seats, and the, you know, with the seats folded down, and it's a hatchback, and obviously the, the receiver on the back, and And there was a lot going on there to fit everything there. But yes, you can fit some sort of bike rack onto a small car. I have even seen some people put a folding fat tire bike into the back of a smart car before. So sometimes you got to be a little bit creative, but there is almost always a way to make it happen. So I wouldn't worry so much about whether or not you can do it. Odds are there is a way. And I would probably just do some quick Google searches on your specific car see if there's any receivers available right off the bat. And if you can't find anything, I have seen some rare exceptions where there isn't an option. There's usually some way to make it happen. And that may influence your decision on what type of bike to get to. But most of the time, it'll work on almost every type of vehicle. Now, number five, this is referring to the types of receiver-mounted rack, typically. What about ramps? What if you don't have the the strength or energy to actually lift the bike up onto the rack, even if it's only, you know, a foot or two off the ground? Some of these can be fairly heavy and that can be a little bit tricky. So keep that in mind. If that's something that's difficult for you to do, there are some bike racks out there that have a ramp that either slides out and folds down or, or maybe it's a separate piece to where you can effectively wheel the bike from the ground up onto the rack. Those do exist, and this kind of goes into number six and seven, but ramps can also be useful for 
some bikes when you put them into the cars. So I'll get to that in a minute. But if you have a, a receiver-mounted bike rack or you want to buy one and, and that's something that you need, just be aware that that does exist. I think personally there is one style of bike rack that would be really amazing for this that doesn't exist. And who knows, maybe one day I'll get ambitious and we'll make it so it does exist. But that's for another time. If you're looking for a ramp, they are out there. Number six, if you don't want a receiver-mounted bike rack, then what do you do? And my number one recommendation for that would be to get a folding bike or consider a folding bike. Because like I said, I've seen folding bikes fit in a space as small as the back of a smart car. So if your car is bigger than that, which most are, there's a really good chance you can fit a folding bike in your trunk, probably even two. I would say just about any type of SUV or hatchback, fitting two folding bikes is not a problem. And in most four-door sedans, fitting one or two folding bikes is fairly easy to do as well. Now, this also works for things like, you know, a motorhome or a camper. If you don't want to have a, a rack on the back where you can't really see it on the back of the vehicle, uh, if you have any sort of under seat storage or maybe under the, the motorhome storage, things like that, those are areas where sometimes folding bikes can lend themselves well because you have some more options on how you can fold those up and get them into more of a squarish shape instead of a longer shape. So if you don't want to have some sort of rack, then number six on this list, definitely take a look at some of the folding bikes. Now, number seven goes with the folding bikes as well. I cannot take any credit for this idea. I saw somebody do it online and I was like, hey, that's pretty smart. And I've mentioned it to quite a few people. So if you have a folding bike, it's not typically the cleanest thing when it's folded up. In other words, it still has pedals on it. It's still got derailers and handlebars and those kind of little things poking out. It's not this nice, compact, like suitcase smooth container. But what if it was? Well, that is sort of an option or there's sort of an easy solution for this. Now, some bikes on the market, like the Quali Sports folding bikes, there's actually a bag you can get that goes with the bikes. So that really helps for that type of situation. But for most bikes, they don't have something like that. But what you can do is go to your local hardware store or, you know, big box type store and get a large like Rubbermaid style tote, something that you would use for storage in your garage. And if you buy one that's large enough and the right size, you can fold the bike up and set it into the bin. And what that does is it keeps the bike together and folded neatly. It gives you a couple of handles that you can lift with. And it slides really nicely in and out of a vehicle. So if you have an SUV, you can put the folding bike in the bin, pick the whole bin up and put it in your car. Now I mentioned the ramp thing and that might apply to some of the folding bikes. Here's where it gets really smart. I've seen some people take a ramp and it could even be just as simple as a you know, homemade board or something, but they put the bin on the ground next to the ramp and they just push the whole bin up into their car so they're not having to lift it at all. And that makes it super easy to get a normally awkward folding bike into the back of your vehicle. So number seven, get a bin if you have a folding bike. If you're putting it in the back of an SUV, makes it really easy to get it in and out 
with or without a ramp. Now, number eight, how do you prevent theft when the bike is on the back of your car? There's always some horror stories of theft. I've, I've seen some of these and it's terrible. I've literally seen videos where somebody stops at a, a stoplight and somebody runs over to the bike rack, steals their bike off and, and goes with it just in the time that its signal is red between the red and the green. That's really unlikely. However, if you have your bike on the back of your rack, it is safe to not assume that it is secure just because it's strapped down and it's on the rack. Uh, it's a good idea to have some sort of lock there. And some racks have a built-in lock. So the ratcheting mechanism that clamps down on the tires, or there might be a clamp that comes straight down and comes on the frame. Some of those have a, a lock built in to where you need a key to remove some sort of mechanism to get the bike off. That might be a tip when you're shopping for a rack is search for one that has a lock. If you buy one that doesn't have one, then you may want to buy a, a big heavy-duty chain lock or something like that to go around your bikes and around the rack. That way, it's not easy for somebody to steal it. Then instead of it just being something where somebody just has to see the opportunity to take it off, they have to have the right tools and things, and it makes it more complicated. Anything you can do to make it more difficult is going to help prevent your bikes from being stolen. Now, that also plays into, in my opinion, the battery. If you have the batteries removed, I think that makes it a less desirable target than an e-bike that has the battery on it. Nothing is, is 100% perfect, but I hope that helps, and I hope that you never run into that situation. Now, number nine on this list is, what's the least expensive way to carry your bike? Now, I will just be upfront and say this is not the most convenient way. But sometimes people want to know, hey, I don't mind tying the bike down or doing a little extra work. What are some very reasonably priced ways I can carry my bicycle on a rear carrier outside of my vehicle? Let's assume it won't fit in your vehicle. You know, what can I buy besides one of these three, four, five, eight hundred dollar bike racks that go behind my car? The best thing that I have seen for that situation is a motorcycle rack because there are places like Harbor Freight and others, Amazon, wherever, and they make what is designed to hold a motorcycle. So it's designed for two wheels. Those two wheels are relatively wide. So it's usually plenty of room for a fat bike and it's designed for the weight. So it has no problem whatsoever holding up the weight of an electric bike. And sometimes you can find these motorcycle carriers for, you know, 100 to $200, which is definitely cheaper than most of the purposefully designed bicycle racks that are out there. Now, I don't want to confuse people and say that, you know, it's a better way to do it because it is less expensive. Because some of those racks are really, really nice and they make it really easy to get the bikes on and off. So if it's something you're going to be doing often, I would definitely consider investing, in my opinion, into one of the more expensive options because they're more convenient, they're easier to use. But if you're in a pinch and you want to just have a budget-friendly option, a motorcycle rack in the $100 to $200 range can definitely carry the weight. The only downside is you have to strap the bike down. So if you are not comfortable 
ratcheting things down or tying things down, I would not recommend it. But if you don't mind that sort of thing, then that is a very affordable way to go that will handle the bike no problem whatsoever. Now, finally, number 10, the last thing on the list here is about weather and dust protection. Probably the the most common thing that people ask once they've got all of this already set up is, okay, I've got a rack, I've got to put my bike on it, I'm going to go on a trip. What if I hit some rainy weather? Is the bike going to be okay on the back of my motorhome through a rainstorm? And I think the best thing to do, because every bicycle is different, the best thing to do is to just get a cover. I've seen anything from tarps to motorcycle covers to, you know, makeshift uh, barbecue covers, all sorts of things. But get some sort of cover that is completely rainproof and put it over your bike or bikes. Because in my opinion, most e-bikes are very well water resistant. A lot of the components have IP water resistant ratings. But I personally wouldn't leave it exposed to rain or park my bike out in the rain because I think it's just asking for trouble. There's a lot of connections. There's a lot of electronics going on there. And I think just to be smart, you should put a cover over it. And that can prevent water from getting in, just dust and dirt and general road grime from getting all over your bikes. And as a side benefit, if the bikes are covered... I believe that then they're not as attractive to thieves. They don't know that you have a really nice, expensive electric bike under there. There's some sort of bike under a cover and kind of out of sight, out of mind. Now, you can't prevent everything, but that's going to be one step closer to protecting your bike, not only from the elements, but from possible theft. So once again, those are just kind of a a quick intro beginning guide to some tips on how to transport your electric bike. And I hope if you are new to e-bikes and are considering one that's helpful and makes it a little bit less scary, it's really not that hard to move these things around and take them with you. And who knows, maybe if you already have a bike, you learned something useful from this anyway. So just to review the 10 tips and what they are, number one is finding a rack that fits the weight and the type of bike that you have. And we will put some links in the show notes to some different racks and things that we've either seen customers use or we've used ourselves. Number two, I recommend the receiver-mounted type if you're going to have it behind your vehicle. Number three, remove the battery. Helps with weight, and that guarantees that you're not going to lose it down the road somewhere. Uh, Number four, can it work on any type of vehicle? There may be some very rare exceptions, but for the most part, yes, no matter what kind of car you have, there's probably some way to get your bike on there and to take it with you. Number five, ramps can be very helpful if you have trouble lifting. Number six, a folding bike is kind of my go-to way to fit the bikes into the car if you don't want to carry them on the outside. Number seven, if you do have a folding bike, consider getting a tote or a bin that that bike can go into to make it easier to handle. Number eight, theft. You want to do whatever you can to prevent theft. So keep those bikes locked up even on your bike rack if possible. Number nine, if you're looking for a lesser expensive 
way to move your bike around, consider a motorcycle carrier. Very, very reasonably priced and very, very tough, but will require some tie downs and some extra work to put the bike on and off. And number 10, finally, is just that weather and dust protection. Put a cover on it if you're going on long road trips and your bike will thank you for that later. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast here. I always love seeing your reviews and learning from my customers. It's always interesting to have guests on and different people and just all the different perspectives. So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate all of you. If you're new, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter because these episodes very often do release tidbits of new information or new bikes that are coming out. Like I said, I just love sharing information. I love teaching people about electric bikes so they can have fun with them. So go check that out, ebikepodcast.com. And of course, if you want to watch some videos, don't forget to go check out the Bolton eBikes YouTube channel. Or if you're ready to buy a bike, go to the boltonebikes.com website. Thanks again. I hope to talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm.